1: Do you remember Middlesbrough away? You remember it with me. You're the only I, player that's come to punch me at the end of a game ever in my life. I, I put it in there. I went, move! I remember
0: shouting to I, it, and I you. And you went. Yeah, yeah. I, I just snapped. I completely <laughs> lost it. We were actually driving up to Old Trafford to do the press conference, to sign, and a phone rang. I always remember, if you didn't score, that was a problem, wasn't it? <laughs> it was bugging me on a personal level. I shouldn't have said this at the time. You can see his footsteps <laughs> <laughs> approaching. Your head's like and the head is gone, and then the shoes stop. And then he said, how long does it take you to shoot? And it went out quickly to the press. And I was in this hotel room, and the paparazzi were there outside the room and getting pictures, and I was, like, closing the curtains. And I'm like, what the f- It's happening to me now.
1: (laughs) Coming towards the end at Manchester United, what were your feelings? Well, I'm on the way to the training ground of PSV Eindhoven and I think you'll have probably guessed already to meet a former teammate of mine, a Manchester United legend adored by Reds all over the world and that's Ruud van Nistelrooy. Now, he's managing a football team and you've got to look after 25 players. 15, 20 staff, you've got the rest of the club that's looking up at you, you've got the fan base. You've always got to think about the wider and bigger picture. And Rude wasn't that as a player, Rude was clinical, brutal, brilliant as a striker. But I want to know how he's transferred those skills that he had as a football player, which were very much individualistic, into now looking after the collective and thinking about the wider and bigger picture, of obviously a football team. And he's also the only man at the end of a football match he went to punch me. Rude, I'm coming to see you. Hey! How are you? Good to see you, mate. You good? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, good to see you. you. You're looking unbelievable, eh? What do you want to do? Do you want to go for a, go for a walk? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and then right. come back in? Yeah. OK, let's go. Let's go. Right, rude. I want to start at the very beginning. Growing yeah. up in Holland and the biggest influences on your life, hmm. your parents and what your upbringing was like. Just take us back there, can you? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, oh, it's nice to talk about it actually. Just a uh, working class family. Yeah. My dad, a plumber. A plumber? A plumber, yeah. And he was an, uh, an amateur coach in the evenings. And uh, my mom, a typical at the time, a housewife yes. at home, taking care of my brother and me and my sister, yeah, great, great uh, childhood, I, I remember
1: that. I always think of Dutch players coming through these elite academies, mm. where they have this incredible training program, <laughs> these unbelievable technical and tactical yeah. awareness, but you had a very different journey, you started very much at sort of grassroots and in a lower yeah. football. Yeah,
0: amateur sides, but playing with older I yeah. was uh, 12, playing with 16, 17-year-olds because I was quite talented. So it's not like from seven, eight years old like our kids here now. Yeah. They get into the best programmes with all, everything fantastically sorted out. And I started in playing in, outside in the streets and, yeah. and then uh, with older lads, basically. Uh, that, that formed me that way.
1: Do you think, do you think that non-conventional journey probably meant that
0: you were mentally stronger because of it? Yeah, just just found my way through because I I wanted to reach something. And I think it got me into this intuitive player. Yeah. Instead of the the formed player. Yeah. I just you know the way I played was just instinct and and go and play and I always sort of dreamt that that you you want to reach something. But it took a long time, fifteen years to be scouted by a by a professional team, so. Yeah, who spotted I, you?
1: <sighs> what was that moment? That phone call or no, that, that, knock that on the letter? Door? It was a letter, actually a letter, like from
0: invitation from uh, FC Den Bosch, uh, head of academy, for an invitation for a test game, yeah. uh, friendly where like a, trial, you know, a bunch te- of a trial yeah. where a bunch of lads get a chance to play a game, and I was like, that was the moment where, like, <laughs> this is my ticket, yeah. And uh, now I've got a chance. And that game I remember very well. Yeah. I played well and I got in. Yeah. Were you a midfield player? Back yeah, I- all my, my childhood.
1: How were you a midfield player?
0: <laughs> yeah, you cannot imagine. I cannot imagine. Because as a
1: midfield player, you have to pass to other people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God, yeah. But I, I really got into this, yeah. this striker mode. When was that? I think at PSV. Hmm.
1: So before that you are playing as a, oh, as a midfield player. player. Also as a professional. professional. And
0: Hervain also. What kind of midfield play? Give me yeah, a, a ten, like uh, off the front. Yeah, off, yeah, of off the of the nine. Off the nine. Yeah, yeah, runs and running in behind, getting in the box, scoring goals, and then running back and defending. Yeah, also a little bit. Yeah, you defended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got into. this... We need to get these videos. I, know, I need to get these videos. You cannot imagine, man. <laughs> huh? You cannot imagine. Yeah, sometimes I got a little bit too too much out of this striker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you just said two things there. You said running back. And then running into the channels and running why I think, that's yeah, not really... Because yeah. at Manchester United, when you came, you loved being in between the two centre-backs. Yeah. Your movements were always so clever. Yeah. How did you develop from that player in those early years, that was a yeah. midfield player, number 10, hmm. to being that sort of what would be one of the greatest strikers that Manchester United have ever had?
0: I don't know, it's, the, it's also the instinct. I think yeah. as, a, as a midfield player, I don't think I would have made it into the level. Of United and, and perform yeah. there, and I just adapted into a player where I felt I can here I can be a difference yeah I, I don't think naturally that that was sort of me maybe, but I just wanted to make yeah. it happen. Yeah. so my qualities at that level I had to adapt in a way yeah in in in, a, in also in a mindset that was maybe a little bit unnatural yeah to me. But to, to, well, to be a striker. Yeah, and, and to be able to be so fixed in, in scoring. Yeah. That was quite narrow, I think, yeah. in that sense. I was, that wasn't particularly me, I, I think, but I didn't care because I wanted to succeed and, and, and I got into that, that type of player. Yeah.
1: yeah. And Aaron Vini started to score goals, was that where no, the change, who, who was the coach that said? The coach there. He, he's,
0: yeah. You need to go up front. Yeah, he said, you, you, can, uh, you can be a nine.
1: Who's was coach at that time?
0: Yeah, he's called uh Volpe de Haan. It's a, it's a very he was all his life in Hereveen and he's yeah. a very famous coach in Holland and he said you can be a nine. I said, a nine? No, I don't know, I don't think so. I'm I'm a ten, <laughs> I'm a midfield player and he said no, I learned to play with the back to goal and be in offside positions and then he he really started working with yeah. me and he's he's he, yeah. He, he did exercises and coaching and, and video and he made me watch other games and go and watch strikers and develop yourself in that. He almost like reprogrammed yeah. your yeah. mind, You reprogrammed yeah. your whole game. Yeah.
1: And would he be yeah. the biggest influence in those early in years that, in terms of your career? In that
0: sense, yeah. Because he made that, that transition. that yeah. transition work, coached me through it and developed me through it. And I took actually a lot out of it for me now as a coach and as a a trainer or as a coach of young lads.
1: What's your moment that was the low point
0: in your life so far? We were actually driving up to Old Trafford to do the press conference to sign and a phone rang. Would you ever see a psychologist during your career? I actually did.
1: We have this section on the overlap called failure is a bruise, not a tattoo, meaning that if you fail it's temporary. So I always ask our guests on the overlap, what's your moment that was the low point in your life so far where you felt the most depressed, the most low, the most anxious feeling that you've
0: had? Well, signing for United. I did the whole medical in in Manchester and uh, we were actually driving up to Old Trafford to do the press conference, to sign, and a phone rang. And he said, your knee is not right. You, you gotta turn round, go back to the hotel. There's something wrong with the knee. You're not gonna pass a medical.
1: Who made that call
0: to you? The orthopedic surgeon from, from United who, yeah. did, who saw the MRI. Yeah. And it's like, what? <laughs> so okay, so turn the, turn the car around. And actually I, I, wasn't, I was seeing Old Trafford. <laughs> there in front of you (laughs) in front of me and then i got to this hotel and it went out quickly to the press and i was just there and there were photographers and this and that and was in this hotel room and the the paparazzi were there outside the room and getting pictures and i was like closing the curtains and i'm like yeah what the freak is happening (laughs) to me now yeah I'm, i'm in this movie and Okay, we'll call you in an hour and, yeah, confirmed. I cannot go through with, uh, with the transfer. So you've got to go back to, to Eindhoven. Here with the doctors, we kept on going with my training, yeah. and then I collapsed. Then I did, I did mess my whole knee up, and that was actually on Sky. Yeah, I Sky was there, and yeah. I, I did an exercise with heading a ball and a turn, and it...
1: Was cl- it like, did you scream a little bit or shout? Yeah, or
0: yeah I shouted. Yeah. I, I, I did my whole knee. Uh, at the time, so that uh, that mind, when you're so close to something yeah. huge, where you worked your whole life for, and it's like ah, this is not happening, and, and then you feel the lowest. Uh, yeah. It was.
1: Uh, yeah. Did Sir Alex speak to you at the time? He
0: did, yeah, yeah. And what yeah. did he say? Yeah, he called me and he says, "Okay, stay calm," and he, he kept phoning me. While you you doing yeah. rehabilitation? Yeah, he said, "How are you? Once you'll be a United player, this and that." He kept telling you, "You be." He kept United telling player. me, but yeah. I think, yeah, my knee is a mess, I just had surgery, he's being nice. But then I got back and playing and he was there watching my first game at Ajax away. He was in the stands and I played four, five or six games and then he came in again for me. So, I mean, that that is the story of a bruise where you, in the end, get stronger and better.
1: Would you ever see a psychologist during your career where you had low moments or did you always feel you came out of yourself? I,
0: I actually did. And i can recommend it to any young player who feels low who feels anxiety who feels doubt who feels because i was in doubt can i play again yeah and i just speaking about it and and on a professional level with someone it it really helped to clear my mind okay this is the situation this is what i what i can do that this is what i'm gonna do yeah and it got me back on track and 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 that's a great thing
1: a lot of young football players but a lot of young people struggle sometimes because obviously some people can't get access to go and see hmm. a psychologist. What sort of things did the psychologist say to you? Do you remember anything specifically that helped you that you use as a yeah. coping mechanism now?
0: Well I think the first people you you reach out to is 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 your family and friends in, yeah. in these low moments. And tell them also your yeah what what you're dealing with. Yeah. Because sometimes you maybe you're proud to not not do it and deal it with yourself. Yeah. I think just sharing with it. Yeah. Sharing your feelings is is a big thing in that in that sense for me.
1: And it's hard as a football player particularly in a sort of male dominated environment where there's a lot of ego, you know, it's a masculine environment. It's hard to actually speak up and tell people
0: that yeah. you feel that way as well. It is. It is, but I think it helps when you open up and you feel, hey, it's a relief. Yeah. That that's the first uh, sign of of yeah. of uh, recovering, I yeah. think. Yeah.
1: So, Rude, it took you some time to get to Manchester, but you finally arrived. What were your early
0: impressions, firstly, of the city, actually, itself? Yeah, I loved every bit of it. I was happy to, to, to get there and uh, to get to know the city and, and the surroundings. We, we, we got to live in Bowden. That's a posh bit, that, Rude. Posh you know. bit, Not yeah. Barry, I didn't know it. You it's Barry, Barry. Bowden, yeah. <laughs> I was doubting berry or Bowden, but a uh, nice apartment there and, and uh, yeah... Just settled in quickly. Yeah. Started training. Playing and yeah, yeah, off to a flying start. Yeah.
1: You lived next door to Dennis Law, didn't you? Yes, yeah, yeah. Do you used to
0: speak to him a lot? Yeah. I went sometimes for a coffee. And you were talking about goals? Talking about uh, football, goals, uh, yeah, striker, yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. I mean, none of us
1: knew that at the time, I don't no, think.
0: No. It's my neighbour. I just go have a
1: coffee with my neighbor was he a big influence on you telling you about you talk about goal scoring or talk about the game or dennis Dennis is quite private as well he's private
0: and i just uh, i don't know just had a coffee and 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 just talk about anything yeah it was always good good to have a chat with him
1: did you feel under pressure at the beginning with the price tag
0: the injury nothing at all you didn't feel any pressure nothing at all I conf- felt, uh, yeah, I was, it was it m- maybe with confidence, but also I, I was on a, such a low point the year before, okay. and I worked myself back, yeah. and I'm like, I'm here now. Yeah, got nothing to lose.
1: I remember in one of your first training sessions, you're scoring a goal with your right foot from just outside the box, which to be fair, you didn't score many goals outside the box no. in the game, but you struck <laughs> it, and I thought, you, know, you made an impression straight away, and I thought, ooh, you know, what a player he is. Mm. What were your first impressions of the group and the training sessions and the environment.
0: Yeah, in the dressing room it was loud, you know, it was like <laughs> and a lot of banter, a lot of jokes, a lot of uh, the a lot of things going on. <laughs> Obviously with, with you and Phil and Nicky and Skolzi yeah. Keen, Bex. Yeah. It felt like that. Yeah. I was among the best players in, in Europe uh, at, at the time and I didn't feel any pressure that I had at PSV as maybe one of the main yeah. Yeah, stars or, or yeah. players. So that released the pressure for
1: me as well. And what in terms of the training sessions and the way in which Manchester United played football, how different was that for you in the beginning compared to what you've been yeah, used to going?
0: The, the pace. Uh, I remember the, the, the sessions, the possessions we did or the small-sided games, the, the level of play. Of course when, when Scholz and Giggs started to play with Verona at the time yeah. or uh, it was the, the level was was really high and quick. Yeah. So so I remember that from, from my first, and also the Premiership, the pace and the, yeah. the, the physicality, the aggressiveness, yeah. the referees who allow a lot. Yeah. Like uh, I, I had this massive bang with the header <laughs> and the centre-backs, the size of them as well. And I, I, I never seen people like that, so, so big. I just got smashed from the back with a long ball and, it, yeah. and I'm like, this is not a foul. <laughs> I had a whiplash, more <laughs> or less. So that was the the first time and the last time that I had a, a header where I went straight on it. I just after that I went to the side yeah. and just got up from the side because to protect yourself to protect myself yeah. because they're just slamming you from the back and it's no foul. Yeah. So that was strange in the beginning, but yeah, yeah you you adapt as well.
1: When you first got there and, and you obviously came up against that aggressive play, was there ever a feeling that you didn't feel you could adapt, or did you feel no? I need to get used to it.
0: Yeah, but what was good that I, I I could make my runs in between players instead yeah. of being against players, yeah. especially the, with the physicality, and of course with Bex on the right, Giggs on the left, Skulls yeah. and Veron playing a lot there, yeah. or even then with with York, who, yeah. with Dwight who was playing off the striker, they would feeding my runs in. Yeah. Everyone in his own way. Backs yeah. with his. Early, Early, long, long passing range, he gigs with his dribbles and his balls, yeah. where he could play me in. And Scolzi, with anything he wanted, <laughs> yeah, from close or, f- or from f- further away, <laughs> yeah, it was for me to make runs and getting into areas with these players around you, you can do a lot. When, when I talk to Scolzi about you, he says
1: that you were the best striker that he played with at United. And I always remember Sir Alex, I, I remember a lot of times him coming in the dressing room, I don't know if you remember at half-time and saying, we can't spot your runs, there's only Scolzi that sees your runs. Do you remember him saying things like that? Yeah, I do. Did you agree with him? Uh, Scolzi had this eye and I knew he would see me. Because your runs were subtle sometimes, weren't they? They were like little darting runs And also, in between backs And
0: also runs where, where you run quite early because you run... You know, I had to trust Scolzi's touch with my run. Yeah. And I knew his touch would be good, and then I'm, I would make my run. And if if the touch then isn't good, and then yeah. you're maybe offside. Offside, yeah. So you're on the, li- edge on of the line, yeah. edge of the line, trusting his touch, and then his pass. And yeah. Scolzi was, I don't know, we got this, yeah, this Te- connection. Telepathy. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah.
1: I mean, in terms of your, your style of play, you talked to me before about being a number 10, but when you arrived at Manchester United, I just thought you were sort of a goal-scoring machine, a killer in front of goal. you completely adapted by that yeah, point, Yeah, I, I
0: completely adapted, yeah, by the time. I just entered as this type of player yeah. to United. Talk to me about your relationship with the fans. The fans absolutely adored you, didn't they? I think it's, it was also the building up with the medical and yeah. failing, and then the rival was there yeah. and the goals came from yeah. the beginning. And it gives just a massive uh, a boost, yeah. you know, that is extra lift, uplifting. And, and that relationship was uh, yeah, was special, always. Do you remember Middlesbrough away? I put it in that. I went, move!
1: I remember shouting and to I, it, and you and went, you went, Yeah, I, I, I just snapped. I completely <laughs> lost it. Coming towards the end at Manchester United, what were your feelings? Obviously, people always talk about the end with you, with Sir Alex. But what yeah. about the, you know, the? relationship was incredible for those first few years. Yeah. Um, how, for... how, how did he impact you in terms of help you and mold your game?
0: Yeah, I think he was he was very special in uh, in the consistency. You know, you, you're you're preparing your yourself to to perform, and not not a not a season, but the next and the next and the next. And he, he always kept going on about <laughs> that. You know, you're. The great players do it for, for yep. longer time and, and, and perform. and I don't know. For me it was so motivational, inspirational. You know, the way he managed me yeah. like as a person and I think he did that with, with, with everybody in a different way. Yeah. I think that made him so special.
1: I don't remember ever, him ever giving you the hairdryer. Did he ever come in your yeah, shower? Yeah, he on. did?
0: Yeah yeah. Can you remember a time? Yeah, I can but you can you can see his footsteps <laughs> <laughs> approaching your head's up your head is gone your head is down and then you see the leather shoes coming <laughs> tick tick and then you're saying please walk, please go yeah, it goes again and, 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 <laughs> the, and then the shoes stop <laughs> and then it's coming. I remember I think it was at city I, had, I was played in and I had a touch and it took me a, a long time to shoot and it got blocked okay. And then he said, "How long does it take you to shoot <laughs> after
1: the touch? Something like that." Did you think when he first went crazy, maybe at halftime or at the end of the game? Did you think, "Oh, this is different," or did you? Oh ha- this is different. Yeah,
0: but I don't know. I think it was good. Not, not. It wasn't particularly nice, but deep down, you knew he was right. Yeah, it wasn't a stupid yeah. killing of a player. He, he's actually frustrated that. There's more to you, actually. Come on, man, just get your game right. He did that with many players. And he did it everywhere in the dressing room with everybody to hear. And he did it with you, he did it with Keane, he did it with Bex, he did it with anyone. Nobody was bigger than that. And it's the performance of demanding the best of a player. You are better than that. And that actually felt like, bloody hell, it's true, i got to step it up. And that's what you needed, I think, as a player. Because when you, you score four games in a row, you, know, you yeah. don't want to feel good about yourself, but you, you do a little yeah, bit, yeah. if it's one or two percent. You yeah. know? And he, he just smelled it and he just smashed that. Yeah, but any complacency or anything. Yeah, yeah.
1: I always remember, and I, I, tell me if I'm wrong, but if you didn't score, that was a problem, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that was a big problem, wasn't it? Yeah. And we we could win three uh, one and the goal scorers would be Keane, Skulls and Beckham and you come in the change room, everyone's happy, and then Rudy would just be over in the corner. You're like, he's pissed off he's uh, not scored. It...
0: Especially if I missed a, if you missed a chance. A chance. Bloody hell, how could I, miss that? I could have missed that. But you would be a yeah, little bit upset. I would, wouldn't. I would, yeah, I would. Could you tell the rest of us it's, sometimes would find it a little bit... Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> when I, 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 if I was managing that player yeah. that I was at the time, I would say something like, hey, come on, <laughs> get on with your life, mate. We yeah. won 3-1, you missed a bloody chance. And yet if we drew 3-3, three, three, but
1: you yeah, scored this, the hat-trick and you got the yeah, max ball, yeah. you're there. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. But we drew, rude, we yeah. drew... And you no, that's not good, <laughs> no, that's not good. You were so single-minded, yeah. you know, I think selfish is wrong, you were single-minded, mm. you had that incredibly, I think, good arrogance, it wasn't overconfidence. Mm. You had to score, it was your job, and if you didn't, yeah. you felt like you were, I don't yeah. let yourself down maybe. Mm. We never saw it that way, obviously, because well, you scored that many goals. Yeah. But do you feel like your single-mindedness was a big part of your game, and particularly around that time you are at United? I think that
0: uh, that focus on scoring, you could say it was a bit, a bit carried away with it, <laughs> if you look <laughs> at it now, I mean, come on. How would you, the manager, look at Ruud yeah, van der I would, I would talk to him, I would take him apart, <laughs> would take, you? come come and talk now. In a, like I would a... say that in a 1v1, I was like, come on, what's happening here? <laughs> I would do that, I think it would have been good for me. So, Ruud van der the coach, wouldn't like Ruud van der no, be. I wouldn't like to see a player happy scoring a hat-trick and being 3-3.
1: Do you remember Middlesbrough away? You remember it with me? You're the only player that's come to
0: punch me at the end of a game ever in my life. Yeah, I do. You gave me a right bollocking, in, in, and rightly so. And I played. Do you think I was right? Yeah, you were right. I didn't do a lot in that game. That's what you were going on about. <laughs> I had the ball, my, I had ball first, at right back. And I didn't show. And I, I needed that. I needed that little yeah, movement yeah. for that. And I didn't. But I, I had a toe.
1: Oh, you had injury?
0: No, no. I had a inflamed big toe. <laughs> Honestly, it was so red and swollen. So you couldn't move. I do. I could. I was on flip flops traveling to Middlesbrough. It was Christmas or New Year. Yeah, yeah. It was cold as well. Something yeah. like that. And I got into my sh- my boot before yeah. the game. I couldn't move. And, and I feel you, sorry for you now. No, no, no. Don't. <laughs> so you were right. I, I, when you play, I, you I, got to show. I, I put it in that. Like, move. I remember
1: shouting and to I, and I you and
0: you went yeah, yeah, I, I just snapped I completely <laughs> lost it and I was in, storming in a dressing when I came up to you and something uh, I always remember be, I got substituted I don't
1: know if the managers to be got angry at me but he substituted me I went in the change room at the end of the game yeah. and all of a sudden I heard you shouting coming through uh, the door yeah, yeah. and you like oh, i <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like God, Ruth snapped he yeah, snapped. And I, snapped and everyone I, jumped in between yeah, us yeah, in between and out of each other but I, always, I also look back at that in, with a principle of how you view football as well, because you played in between the two centre backs, yeah. and when I think now of single strikers who are playing up front on their own, yeah. that's where I would want them to play. Yeah. But I'd been so channel. used to the channel channels with nah, the two strikers. I, Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I've be, been no, used but to this think play- the
0: one. If, if, if uh, like you, if a right back is in in trouble in the pressing, then you need to c- come over yeah. to the ball side. I, uh, when you need a striker, I, feel, to, I to feel better about my shout. I feel better.
1: I, no, found, no. I felt bad about this for like you 15, were right. 20 years. You're right
0: because I, but I didn't show, and I needed, uh, I needed to be there yeah. f- at the time for you. But it was, it was a, sh- a hell of a trip that for me. <laughs> and you had a sore toe. I don't think the United fans are going to feel sorry. No, he's you don't feel really sorry really about got it sore at all. I got this, <laughs> and my boots were, my boots were horrible. Half a size too small. To, to really hit it well and the, the toe I don't know I, I shouldn't have made it. I, I what, what am I going to say Geoff I cannot play my toe is sore I mean I was afraid Sir, boss boss a a bit so I can't play
1: today right <laughs> <It's laughs> Roy, Roy, but I, I'm Roy. sorry my toes is a little uh. bit United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.
0: Well, Roy with my hairband. Remember that? <laughs> oh yeah. What, what, did he kill you? He killed me for four months you put a headband on. Remember that when I came, I had this yeah, longer hair with a bloody headband, and I put it for training. And I went in the dressing room to the mirrors there with the. Oh, you used to put it. And the I on put the headband. Slick it up. It and slick, he was like, "Yeah, the- <laughs> every day <laughs> for three months. I actually had enough of it, and I cut my hair. <laughs> I really did it. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> get out of the way. i thought, okay." One month, and I, I'm not going to cut my hair for this guy. Two months, but every day for two months. And then after three months, I just...
1: I'm taking my hair hand hand
0: hand hand off.
1: So, coming towards the end at Manchester United, what were your feelings? Because people talk about the Ronaldo situation a lot, yeah. don't they? Yeah. But I was frustrated at the time, because if you remember, I was used to playing with David, and yeah. it was telepathy, we knew exactly what he was going to yeah. do. And then Cristiano came, and it was different. Was, because yeah. he was running everywhere, he would yeah. dribble, he would be mm-hmm. unpredictable. did you feel frustration at that time because the delivery wasn't coming or did you feel <sighs> was it was it Christiano or was it just a general nah. frustration with different things you think
0: I, I don't think so because it got a bit out of out of hand with that situation I think yeah. the way we we are, you know, in, in, in a relationship, Cristiano and I. Your mentalities. It's fine. Yeah. Now, yeah, in of general. Course, yeah. It's been really blown up. Yeah. yeah. A, I mean, uh, yeah, I was. There, was, talking an incident, to there him. was an incident
1: in training one day, wasn't there, where you were both going yeah, to each other? A, uh, like a, uh, yeah,
0: it was like an argument in training, and it, it, that's the story. But in the end, we, 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 we figured it out together yeah. and we moved on, and the relationship is, is, is yeah. perfect. Yeah. But it was a, a transition moment in the in the team with younger guys Rooney came Ronaldo came as young promising guys and it needed some time to adjust and uh, and I I would also talk to me now if I would be coaching what about being more yeah I was like okay this is a a, 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 a transition moment Uh, you need to have patience with yeah. these young guys, they will be... But
1: we didn't have patience, none of us had patience. No, we didn't though. have patience. No. None of us had patience, no. the manager did, to be fair and, to him. And,
0: and it was not only that for me, I was also, I don't know, I felt like five years, nearly five years Yeah. And playing in the Premier League. I don't know, I, I felt like... <sighs> the time was coming. Yeah,
1: maybe, yeah, I did. Was that League Cup moment the big moment? Was that a, big, was that, was that a moment uh, where you thought, I need to leave? Because we all we all felt it in the dressing room. If you don't yeah. come on,
0: you're know, you're a star. Yeah, it, it, the, the gaff explained it to me. Uh, that I did. I all wasn't the gonna start. He told. Okay. He told me before. So yeah. I, I yeah. Okay, I can understand. Because you know, I think Louis played in the uh, In the other rounds yeah. and the gaffer explained it. Yeah, yeah, it's fine with me. And Then we were quite a bit up, no?
1: Yeah, I think we were, we were winning quite well. We were winning
0: quite well, and I was. Yeah, he sent me out to warm up, and then he <laughs> <laughs> didn't put me on. And, yeah. I sat down on the bench and then I, I, I said something to him in, on the bench. There. What did you say? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Hey, boss, okay? boss, you okay? Any chance of a game? <laughs> yeah. Please let me in. Yeah.
1: Oh, was this something ang- Something a bit angry? Something a bit. Yeah, that I wasn't going to come on. Oh, yeah. so you used st- like a bit of a
0: snap? Yeah, a bit of a snap. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I
1: didn't know that at the time. Is mm. that a private word then? Did you feel after that going home? that I mean, look, if you say something to a manager like that, you're going to be in a bit of trouble. Out, you know that. I mean, it's it's that's how it works. It's that's how it works. I would be the same. Would you be the same now as a as a manager? Yeah. If someone said to you in your ear what yeah. you said to,
0: yeah, no, just just uh, the the comment on a snap in that moment of a, of a final. Yeah, you cannot do it. But of course, it, emotions are there, and, and, yeah. and you know, we were players too, and now as a manager, yeah. you you understand the emotions, but of course, it's it's a conversation.
1: Yeah, it's, it's and how did, it, how did it end after that in terms of when was the moment where the boss pulled you and said, oh, you pulled, how did it go, how did it work? Um, well, it was the did last... We, ne- g- we never see this, no, we never no, see this as the it team. It was the,
0: the last game, I remember Charlton at home, was it probably okay. the last game of the season, where the win was needed to be in a Champions League. Okay, yeah. I remember vaguely, yeah, yeah. and then he, he pulled me aside and he said, you're not in the squad today, and then I knew... Uh, Was that in his office? Uh, No, it was in the hotel. He got me travelling. We we were in a home game, we got into a hotel. it's to Lowry. Lowry Hotel. And I remember just waking up in the morning and then going to watch the game. And I think he decided overnight... That you weren't going to be in the squad. Yeah, and then he he said, OK, you're you're not in the squad. You'll be brought to Old Trafford and uh, get your car and that's it. The end. That was the end. That was the end. And I started pre-season, but, I, but he knew that, that this was... A, he, he knew he was moving on yeah. without me and, and he's putting the future of the club in, in, into other players. So that, that was clear. But then I read a few years later, I don't know when
1: it was, but specifically you texted Alex. Yeah. And you said, do you remember me?
0: Is yeah, that, no. Oh, is that right? No, no, I texted him, can I call? Can I call you? Yeah." And then uh, he said yes, and I called him, because I, you know, a year later uh, you reflect on things and it was bugging me on a personal level. I shouldn't have said uh, this uh, at the time. In the cup final? In the mean. final. And uh, I apologise for that. And But the funny thing was uh, that I called him and I, he was like, hello? And he's like, yeah, hey Gaffa, yeah, it's Ruth here, yeah, yeah. So I was, no, there's no chit-chat. Oh, no, he was quiet no, on it, the phone. He, he's he's just like, like yeah. OK, you, you want to say something to me? Speak. Yeah, okay. It was that, that man, and he was right. So I started to speak. Okay, the, and I felt the relationship we had after the medical that failed yeah. and the relationship we built and through emotion in a personal level, maybe a few things all together yeah. that made me be, yeah, react in that way that I don't feel it's me. Yeah. And and I, I felt to apologize for that. I felt that to do it, to do it, and he accepted it uh, directly. He said I'm very happy. I uh, apologize, accept it and from now on you know it's we are we're off again. Yeah. So and we kept we kept in touch and then I feel that apology is worth it because yeah. the, the relationship is is yeah. in, intact again. Yeah. And it's, for me it's important.
1: But if a player did that to you now. How would you deal with them yeah. as a coach? I mean, would you have some sympathy because you've been there yourself or would you have no, to deal with them in the same a way? As well? it's a
0: conversation and you gotta, you, gotta, uh, you know, I, I, I would share w- what happened to me, to the player. Yeah. Okay, if, you, if you're building up emotions and it all, and it all, and uh, you snap in a certain moment where it yeah. gets too much, you need to, uh, you need to speak yeah. before. This is what I want. I don't care who you are. This is the way. I want to talk to you about Holland. Did you ever feel that you should have won a tournament? I thought 2008, Euros, that was the one for us to win. Do you still think about these moments?
1: Hi everyone, I hope you're enjoying this episode. This is just a quick thank you to Skybet, our partners, for making this show happen. It's something I've wanted to do for a long, long time. Please subscribe, there's loads more episodes coming up and I hope you're enjoying it. So you leave Manchester United and you go to one of the great football clubs in the world and you have Ronaldo, Ravinho, you have obviously Beck's, you have mm-hmm. all these great players. Tell me about that first impression when you go into that dressing room and how it differed from, from Manchester yeah. United.
0: Yeah, it's different but uh, also similar because there's so many good players there and I had to adjust to, to Spain, to the, to the language, to, uh, to the club and to the Spanish league. But uh, yeah, I I was able to adapt pretty pretty fast, and I, I felt I had a point to prove. You know, leaving United, yeah. I was 30. Well, what's in it for for, for me, and, and what can I still show? And yeah, we had a we had a great season, winning the league. And uh, yeah, looking back on the yeah. fantastic period there.
1: What was it like under Capello? Because he's seen as a hard taskmaster. Yes. Yeah.
0: Hard but clear. I loved it. You loved Capello. I really? loved it. In that sense, he was similar to Sir Alex. Yeah. He was just, OK, this, this is what I want, and can't. I don't care who you are, this yeah. is the way. And that's for me, is clear, and he, he backed his decisions, and he made his decisions, and it, it got us uh, winning that league. And what did you see differently
1: in the Spanish game to the game in England? Did you feel it was a higher quality, tactically mm. and
0: technically? I felt there was more... More football there. Yeah. Uh, so I was able, as a, as a nine, to to drop a bit more into yeah. into the midfield to to play a little bit more, as as I felt in England. Uh, to, get, to drop into midfield, you get into battlefield. <laughs> you you, you, uh, you get killed. You got killed. <laughs> you got killed. You got tackled. You got slaughtered. Uh, and 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 yeah, it's a different type type of game and I felt after five years that was also part of me that won, wanted a new challenge, that I wanted also to, yeah. felt that I needed that as a, as a player, as a person to, to, to leave and, and try and of course the chance comes to go to Madrid yeah. and play in Spain and I, I have to say for me it was, it was, it was a lovely, lovely time.
1: And I want to talk to you about Holland, how, how do you look back upon your Dutch career
0: yeah. As, all together, how do, you, been, how do you view it? It's been a long time, I'm, I'm proud of that. 98 to 2012. Yeah. So f- to be able to be in a national team for 14 years yeah. is a long Big time. Big achievement. Yeah. For me it's a, it's a proud thing. Yeah. It says something about consistency, level yeah. and that. But if you look at tournaments, that's disappointing in that sense. Because 98 I just missed, 2000 injured, 2002 not qualified, then 4, 6 and 8. I was there, yeah. And then ten was my last one, but didn't get didn't get picked in the end. Yeah, and that was when they reached uh, the final. So, 70 caps over these 12 to 14 years. Yeah, missed a couple of injuries. So yeah, yeah it's a bit mixed. Yeah. it's mixed. And when you look back at the tournaments, did you ever feel that you could you should have won a tournament? Yeah, we. I, I thought 2008 Euros when we we had the games against Italy. 3-0, France 4-1 in the group stage, that was the one for us to win because it was with Robin, with, with, with Snyder, with Van Persie, with Van der Vaart, with, with Gio van Bronckhorst, yeah. we, we had this team to, to win it. And why didn't you win? What do you put it down oh, to? It's, it's, uh, it's hard to put We had the quarter-final against Russia the, in, in 2008, we lost. Do you still think about these moments? Yeah, still... yeah, those were defining moments. We were in, in an unbelievable form, beating Italy World Champions France. Yeah. We were just flying and all of a sudden that game... Russia. Russia, draw, uh, extra time, and losing the game in extra time. And it's like, how did this happen? And that's the biggest question many journalists ask. What happened in that Russia game? And it's hard to explain. What happened? It's just one of these things in football. I think yeah cuz I can never explain sometimes
1: 2004 or 96 when we I thought we should have won yeah I can never explain how
0: or why you can neb- yeah. you know subobi he was he was my manager yeah. at PSV and he, he sometimes you know, football you can sometimes you cannot explain in football were you influenced by subobi a lot a lot talk to me about subobi I always get a smile when, yeah. when I talk about him. And he, I remember on this pitch actually, when he, when he, he, was, a, he was my manager, and uh, he was, he was really special. as a person as well, towards you as a player, you know, he could give you this advice and, and confidence, and I was a young player here, and his enthusiasm, his love for the game, his passion. Uh, dealing with uh, disappointments and and, and and his team talks, his, his sense of humor. <laughs> what his uh, team talks like? No, it me? was fantastic. So, sometimes after a game he got battered 4-1 against a, a bad team, and he just made he made you laugh and it's like motivated at the same time and, and, and okay, there's more to it than football and uh, I don't know. It's this. Yeah, his, his spirit is just uh, is, is amazing to play for. He was a true inspiration and, uh, yeah, and a great man above, above all. When I played with you, I don't think I would have looked at you and thought you'll be a head coach. I think my wife said after three months, Ruth, please, get out of the bloody house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what part of the role have you found most difficult? Roo, so we're looking over the pitches here at your training ground. And I want to ask you about your journey into coaching and management. When yeah. I played with you, I don't think I would have looked at you and thought no. you'll be a head coach. When did it first hit you that you wanted to be a coach?
0: Um, I just uh, you know, finished my career in Malaga, living in, in, in Spain, south of Spain, stayed there for the first year. Yeah, I was just you know, not thinking about doing much. And then obviously, uh, I think my wife said after three months, Ruth, please, get out of the bloody house. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you this much. I haven't... She didn't like your company, though. Don't, don't please interfere with this too much, <laughs> with the family and, and, and this. Do something, yeah. <laughs> go and do something, because it's not working. And now it's quite funny, actually. And um, I thought, okay, what, what am I going to do? And I spoke to, to Gus Henning, he said, "Root, yeah, I'm with the national team and start your badges and come and, and, and see if you like it or not. I said, OK, well, I, okay. uh, I started doing that. And you and did your badges in Holland? I did my badge in te- here when I started here, uh, I think it was ten years ago. At the academy here with the under-17s and one, <laughs> one day, two days, three days a week. And then only strikers, uh, individual training and then little by little I really started liking it. And I started, I felt like okay, it's it's something that can uh, can suit me with, with my, my character, my yeah. personality. Yeah, Let, let's let's get on with it. You've not rushed either, have you? You've really sort no. of gone down yeah. the development path. Yeah, I I also wanted to to take time after twenty years of, of football. I really felt like okay, the tunnel vision yeah. and traveling and playing and pressure and all that. I was like, okay, I wanna take my time and I, I, I took yeah, ten years, really growing into it slowly. Also spending lots of time with, at home with family and, and doing the, the, the uh, school holidays with the kids. Go away, travel, do yeah. things, be there, and little by little you grow into it. And uh, yeah, now it's full. Now it's full time again. Yeah, of course. When I look at the sort of some of the young English coaches,
1: it seems that they want to get into the top position really quickly. Hmm. And when I look at the sort of Dutch. Players or the yeah. Dutch coaches—they seem to want to learn from the ground up. Is that how yeah. you view it as well? I
0: don't know. It, I think I needed it. I think it. it but does everybody
1: not need it to learn the ropes, maybe, to, to yeah. learn I the think
0: coaching? It, and yeah, maybe you could say so. But if if you don't feel it that you need it, then you just and you get the chance to start wherever, and you feel like doing it. Of course, it's it's different per individual. But I felt that I really needed to start. At the bottom? At the bottom, you know, leading a group of kids and and, and training them and and see how you can help the individual, get them play as a team, you know, make those decisions on on team behaviour, professionalism, of course, related to a 16-year-old boy and a group of 16-year-old lads. And I think that's where you learn, you know, the, the trade a little bit. You make your mistakes there. You make your mistakes, you do your coaching during games. During training sessions.
1: So, just talk to me about a few things that you know. I, I was only a coach for four months at Valencia, it, it, and it wasn't the right thing for me to do. But some of the things that I found difficult. So, what about substitutions? I watch the game obviously, on television. Sorry, for television, yeah. and I'm up high, yeah. and I can see the whole picture of the game. Was when you're on the touchline, it's very difficult to see mm. tactically sometimes the, mm. the depth and the perspective, of, you know yeah. of the. Of the, of the are you f- do you find that easy or do you find that difficult? Because I found it really tough in Valencia, the timing
0: of substitutions. Yeah. I don't know, it's an, it's, it's, uh, I experience as it uh, as it being also an instinctive move. Okay. You just feel, feel it? Yeah, it's like uh, uh, something, OK, this is what the game needs. Uh, I don't know, it's, it's sometimes it's death and And you cannot explain, OK, now this is what the game needs, what the team needs. Or sometimes as well with, with the coaching staff behind you. Yeah. And they, have, they have the tablet and they see it, they, they get, feed the, they get it. the feed and they yeah. say, hey, uh, Ruth, uh, then it's more a rational thing yeah. or a tactical change. So it's a combination of both sometimes. Do you
1: draw an inspiration from anybody that you played under that you think, that's how I want my teams to be, it's how I
0: want... Yeah, well, I, I, I notice an instinctive feeling that when I coach a team, I, I, I like to see the, the ball in, in my team. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, <laughs> I like when we have the ball, I'm like, yes, yeah. come on, now we can start playing, now we can start uh, creating. And I feel that, OK, I have, a, I have a feeling that, OK, we have the ball and I like us to prepare an attack, yeah. you know, we play possession to, to a certain moment where you're going to hurt the opponent. Yeah. You know, that's the reason to play possession. So in that sense, I'm I'm really looking for okay, this is the moment to speed up, or to finish the attack, or to go for goal instead of another pass, of another yeah. pass, and that is, yeah, what I what I like about, uh, yeah, wh- when I really start to tick on the sideline, that that game. What part of the role have you found most
1: difficult so far? That you feel like ah, the, the, that, that that's that's quite tough, I, or I don't like that part, or the, but
0: the, the, the most difficult thing is that. Dealing with uh, with results, I think as a as a as a manager as a coach you feel responsible for the result. Yeah. You mean when, when you lose? When you lose yeah. and it's like bloody hell, this is and the world's ended. Yeah. It's like the world. Yeah. Ended. When when uh, when you learn quickly and beginning of the season we got knocked out of the the playoffs for the Champions League against Rangers and what you feel then as a manager as a responsible? Yeah. It's it's tough, it's, it's a lot, yeah. that's what I experienced and I couldn't explain it like, but as a player I never experienced in that volume. Because you feel the collective responsibility? The collective re- responsibility for, for the club, the fans, the players, the team, for everything, you have to explain it in the press, in the media, yeah. and it's like, whoa, this is a lot. And when you speak to other managers around you, they all, like you know, it's yeah. like, yeah, you recognise it. And other, others do as well and they also say, yeah, but you learn quickly. Don't worry, yeah. and you do, yeah. because the next time you think, okay, uh, this is what's happening, but it's, it, it's not only our, uh, me. Yeah. It's impossible. And if I keep doing that, drawing it to me, I'm not for this, I'm not for this job. How are you at home with the family after a defeat? It's also what you learn quickly. Yeah. So bring it in at home, it's not, it's not working. It's not working. So you try and separate the Yeah, two. you need to separate. And it's you can do that? Yeah, I'm getting better at it. <laughs> I'm getting better at it. 100% <laughs> is, is a lot, but uh, you really. I think it's better in the end if you do. Also for, for being a better manager, a be, better coach, you know, if you can just leave it for, 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 for some time being, for, for, for the next day. But obviously in, the he, in your head it's always things are going on. And last two questions, you've lost Madweke and uh, Gakpo. Gakpo. Yeah.
1: That was always in the plan, but that must be tough. It is tough. You're at a club that is a big club, one of the great yeah. clubs in Holland and yeah. Europe, yeah. but you've lost two of your best players yeah. and you're only a few points off the top of the league. Mm. How yeah. do you cope with that and do you yeah. feel a little bit sad that, you know, Dutch yeah. football has to lose players yeah, to English like football that. all the time? Or r-
0: yeah. It's also two academy players. I've been working with them on, on, on the other side. And also here, so in, in, it's double. In a way, you help a player Fulfill their dreams and, and, and getting their dream moves, what they also already talk about when they're 16, 17, 18, wow, what it's like to play for United, what it's like to play for Madrid, what, what did you do, what is important? So when you're actually helping players in that sense and when they make the move on a personal level, I'm proud as well, but I'm the manager. I want my best players here, I want my best players. We have the mo- most chance of success, but it's important to have the club behind me we make the decision to go for this and, and, and communicate it also to the fans. That's they need to know. If the if they, why are we doing things. And if they understand, of course when we lose they're not happy yeah. n- like me. But if they can have some sense of understanding and that we're building and working towards something, then yeah, you know you know it's you're doing it for something.
1: You let Gakpo go to Liverpool route. What happened?
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, he, he, I did nothing. I, I saw. I saw one of the worst quotes from me about that. Uh, oh, what was that? Gakpo got asked about it. at something Liverpool United, but it was completely made up, fake, fake, <laughs> fake quote. But anyway, uh, no. And my final question relates
1: from how how was the transition been for you from being the most single-minded goal machine that I've ever seen to someone who now has to look after a dressing room, the media, the fans, the club, and the I have to think about everybody. It's How has that uh, transition been for you?
0: It's a hell of a transition. <laughs> eh? from, from very narrow to, uh, like to very wide. If I don't score, yeah. the world has ended. To now, you've got to think about everybody. You've got to think me. of everyone. And uh, I think, as I explained to you before, I got into this goal scoring machine, which maybe from a natural point of view, it wasn't really. It was It was me. It, the, <laughs> yeah. the way I handled my my game at the time, but I think it it, it uh, as a character, yeah. it, it wasn't a match in that sense. But it you lived a life for 15 years, Rude. Yeah, I know, how on the you pitch, <laughs> on the pitch. And I think if you are <laughs> an egoistic person off the pitch as well, you know, yeah. then uh, you, you you cannot do this job. You know what I mean? As yeah. a character, as a, as a manager here, as a someone in this position within a club, you need to be able to communicate. You need to be in, 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 in a good working relationship with the staff, with the players, with the fans, with the media, with the board. So as a character, I'm liking this. I'm liking this way more than the narrow, narrow thing that I was living on the pitch for, for many years. And your ambition? Well, my, uh, my ambition, I have to say that That it's that it's here. At PSV. At PSV. It's my ambition. I cannot see anything else because this is something that I really want to accomplish, you know, build on and get this club back, you know, at at the highest level, you know, competing for for trophies and and and, and especially getting into the Champions League. Brilliant, Rude. Great to see you. Thank you so much, Gary. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. All the best.